Hi, and welcome to the Becoming Trauma-Informed podcast, where we help you understand how your past painful experiences are affecting your current reality and how you can shift those so you can create your desired future. I'm Dr. Lee, and both myself and our team at the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety are excited to support you on your journey. We talk about all the things on this podcast. No topic gets left uncovered. So extending a content warning to you before we get started. If you notice yourself getting activated while listening, invitation to take care of yourself and to pause, skip ahead a bit, or just check out another episode. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this week's episode. Okay, this is the third time I'm trying to record this because first time I messed up and then the second time my mic was muted and I was like, I love how this is coming after the episode on how to handle failure because hello, failed three times before we even started. And that's all good because now we're here and it's working. And this actually is something we're going to be talking about today. So it's cool if you didn't listen to last week's episode and there's a point that actually kind of goes through last week's episode and this week's episode. So yeah, we'll get there. When I get there, you'll be like, oh. So today we're talking about five ways to quote unquote trauma proof your business. And this episode's coming out on the day that we are announcing our entrepreneur mini mind, which I am so excited about. So we actually at the Institute have this really cool community called the Entrepreneur Mini Mind. And It is a place that people both new to business and seasoned business owners can come and really look at, is their business on the inside, like team, the owner, the processes, the back-end pieces, does all of that feel safe and supportive for everyone involved? And also to look at the external part of the business, meaning like, does the business feel good and safe and supportive for our clients, for the people that we are serving? We help people create their offers. We help people figure out their pricing. We help people figure out contracts and standards of practice and policies and procedures and how to hire and how to fire and how to onboard and offboard and how to message and market and sell and do all of those things in a way that considers the fact that every human that we interact with, including ourselves, has past painful experiences. And there are ways in which we can set our businesses up to be truly empowering for everyone involved, really mutually beneficial and like just feel good for everyone involved overall, right? There's always going to be moments and we're going to talk about some of those moments. But the mini mind was a way for me to really like bring together my two loves of trauma and business and help business owners and people who wanted to start businesses understand there are things that you can do to avoid a lot of the common pitfalls that cause businesses to not work, that cause owners and business like entrepreneurs to give up. That also cause like major public relations issues that cause really disgruntled customers that cause you to not have any sales, like all the places in business that people are like, I don't want to be a business owner because you got to deal with this and this and this. A lot of that is actually due to the fact that you're not setting up your business in a aligned, informed, safer, supportive way. And so that's what our 
mini mind container allows you to do. So it's pretty cool. If I do say so myself, we had nine humans go through it our last round and eight of them renewed because they were like, I want to stay in here. And the way that the community set up is pretty cool. It's three months of learning in a small group and also getting coaching, getting personalized attention and eyes on your business. And then after those three months, you get to stay in the container and keep getting coaching with your cohort if you so desire. And you get to be part of the bigger group community. So this is something that we are going to start offering year round and we're going to be launching it four times a year, every quarter. And we're just really excited to welcome in a bunch of new humans. So I thought that I would kind of just give y'all a sneak peek into some of the things that are most impactful that we do in the mini mind that help decrease the amount of trauma that gets caused in your business and also how to decrease the likelihood of re-traumatizing either yourself or other people in your business. So we're helping prevent new trauma from occurring and we're also helping heal. And that's kind of an interesting word, but like, honestly, a lot of, a lot of healing happens in this space because you realize that the way that you've been running your business doesn't feel safe to your nervous system, doesn't feel supportive. And so as you realize there's other ways to do things, it feels really good in your body and it lets you kind of heal from some of that past painful stuff that you've gone through as an entrepreneur or just as a human. So we're going to go through these five things. Number one, the biggest thing is that I see cause trauma in businesses and how to trauma-proof your business is to set containers. And This word is one that some people are very familiar with what I mean by this, and others are like, I've never heard people talk about a container. What's a container? So if you think about what a container is, it holds something, right? A container is well-boundaried. You know what is inside the container and what's outside the container. You know what goes in the container, right? And you know what doesn't go in the container. So setting a container is a way to let people know when they are coming into your space, these are the boundaries. This is why you would want to hop into this container. This is why you maybe wouldn't want to hop into this container. And if you need something that's outside of this container, this is how we're going to approach that, right? Really simple. And it's so simple. And it's honestly the step that I see people miss the most. Because if you're selling something to someone and they say yes and they pay you, you now have created a container together. And if you have an idea of what that container looks like, what is okay and what isn't, and your client has a different idea of what is okay in that container and what isn't, what's expected and what's not, you're going to have problems. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have ruptures as we call them, right? Ruptures in the relationship. And you're going to have to do more work to clean that up. So if you've been in any of our Institute containers, you know, we do this thing that feels kind of boring at the beginning, but like we set the container. We're like, okay, here's what you can expect from us. Here's what we expect from you. If you need something more than what we've offered, here's how you can contact us. If something's not working for you, 
we expect you're going to share it with us. And you can expect that we're not going to make you feel bad or put shame on you when you share that with us, that we're going to address it in a kind and compassionate way, in a well-boundaried way, right? That alone has saved us so much struggle. So learning how to set containers, and, and we have an entire module dedicated to how you create containers, both inside your business for people coming on as team and outside of your business to the people you're selling to, to the people who are buying from you, right? So for your clients and for your employees or your contractors or your colleagues. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I see a lot of trauma on the side of the entrepreneur because entrepreneurs will often pick pricing or they will create an offer or they will follow advice of a mentor that doesn't feel good for them, that actually feels dysregulating. So they will increase their pricing before they have gotten comfortable charging the current price. They will sign up to offer one-on-one in a nine-month container when they've never held a a one-month container. They will try to get five clients at a time when they've never had one client or when they know that five clients feels like too much, but it's what they need, quote-unquote, in order to hit their metrics. A lot of people in the business world do this thing where they say, okay, this is all based in strategy and here are proven strategies that work. I've seen a lot of coaches and business consultants out there sell programs where they're like, here's the step-by-step process for you to hit 10K months or for you to get 20 clients or for you to do this, for you to do that. I have a lot of people come into my inbox saying, hey, we could help you get 30 sales calls a day. And what these people are implying is, is that I want 30 sales calls a day. (laughs) What a lot of these mentors and these coaches are implying is my way is the way that works. And the problem with this, and I've, I've been in containers like this where they say, this is how you have to sell. This is how you have to market. This is how you have to price. This is how you have to offer. The problem with that is, is that there's a lot of problems with that. (laughs) How much time do I have, right? The biggest problem with that is it's not taking into account your past painful experiences or your past uplifting and positive experiences. It's not taking into account what feels dysregulating for you, and it's not taking into account what lights you up. You know, a lot of people end up creating offers that are based on a model that their coach is teaching them, but their coach has been in business for five years. And they're trying to in- implement an advanced or a sophisticated business model when they don't have the audience, they don't have the experience, they don't have the credibility at that point to, to do that. Now, do I really believe that anyone can sell anything? Absolutely. And Uh, that doesn't mean that everyone can sell anything. And especially when a lot of us have past painful experiences that have taught us that it's scary to sell or it's scary to offer or it's scary to put ourselves out there. And so what we do is 
we help people figure out what feels most safe and supportive for them. So yes, do we have a process that we take people through? Yes. And that process can actually be kind of annoying for some entrepreneurs sometimes because they're like, I just want you to tell me what to do. And I'm like, I can give you some ideas based on what you want and we can try those out. And can we actually look at how your nervous system is feeling dysregulated around choosing? Like, let's go into that because that's really important to understand why it feels scary for you to choose, for you to make the decision. Have you made decisions in the past that people have said are wrong or bad or stupid? Are you always looking to someone else to decide because then you don't have to take responsibility for what's happened? Ooh, right? Ouch. Yes. But like that happens sometimes. So understanding how to set up your offers and your business and message and market that out to the world in a way that yes, probably will feel uncomfortable and it doesn't feel distressful. There's a difference between discomfort and distress and most people are not well-versed at being able to tell the difference. And so knowing how to tell the difference between, okay, my coach suggested I do this thing based off of what I've said I want and yeah, that feels uncomfortable, Yeah, I'm having some major discomfort around putting myself out there and I'm not so dysregulated that I'm not going to be able to handle if I make a sale or I'm not going to be able to handle if somebody says something bad or I'm not actually doing what my coach and I decided I'm going to do because this thing feels too scary, too whatever. Being able to understand the difference between discomfort and dysregulation and choose things for your business from an empowered, aligned perspective is going to prevent so much trauma and so much difficulty on the part of the business owner, on the part of the entrepreneur. And like I said, we go really deep into that in the mini mind. So then the third thing is to trauma-proof your business, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. That's so fun to say. Know when to hold them, know when to fold them right? Any of my card players. When you're looking at the hand you've got, the hand you've been dealt, and this goes back to the failure episode from last week, when do you shift and when do you double down? And that is something that I find a lot of people have a lot of trauma around. Again, this is people having trauma and people having past painful experiences around trusting themselves. So I'm going to share an example of this. I had a recent experience where I am a deeply intuitive person, and that still feels like hard to say. I am somebody that can intuit things that a lot of other people can't. And part of that's because of how I was brought up and how my nervous system really developed a lot of good hypervigilance because (laughs) of a lot of things that we were exposed to. We by we, I mean my nervous system and I, we're a we. There's a lot of hypervigilance. And also I'm really good at feeling the difference between my soul and my ego. And what I mean by that is I can tell when the divine, infinite intelligence, God, universe, source is sending me a message and I am intuiting that I should do something that is like that the next move is something that is right for me. 
and when my ego is like, we should do this because it'll make us look this way or it'll get us this result or we'll get this outcome. That is a skill that I have. And that's also, and to be honest, that's a talent that I have recognizing in other people too, whether they're moving from ego or soul, helping them realize if, and figure out if they're moving from ego or soul and turn their intuition back on because a lot of us have that turned off. This is an inherent trait in humans. And we turn it off because we're taught to turn it off in today's society, at least in Western society. So back to the point. I shared last week that our institute's trauma-informed psychologically safe launch didn't have as high of revenue numbers as I was expecting. And normally, I would be freaking out at this point. Before I did all this work, I would be desperately trying to find like new one-on-one clients or like, where can I pull money from? Where can I do this? Where can I do that? And a funny thing happened. As we were launching trips and the numbers weren't really where I was expecting them to be, there was a part of me that was like, this is fine. This is what's supposed to happen. This is exactly what you need. Also, do not go hard in the paint and try to sell the heck out of things right now. In fact, I want you to close your one-on-one coaching to people outside of the Institute and really only take on clients that have gone through the Mini Mind or through our TRIPS program or through the group program that TLC, my husband and I, will be putting out later in the year. Like, You want to do one-on-one work with people who have already experienced what it is like to be in your containers, who understand the language, so you can like really drop in, not quickly, but intentionally, right? These people know what you're about, and they are like, yes, let's do this, which also felt terrifying (laughs) because I was like, okay, well, if the money's not going to come from outside one-on-one clients, I am offering that. I did offer that up up through February 1st. If you're listening to this going, oh my gosh, I missed out, send me a DM. We'll talk. But that was the message I got from my, it was an intuitive hit of like, you need to create space. You need to create space. You need to create space. I was like, okay, all right. And there has been so many moments that my ego has questioned this, the cards that we've been dealt and the doubling down I'm doing on keeping space and letting whatever is supposed to come to us, come to us next, because there is something big coming. And that's what I was feeling. Like doubling down on that belief when you've got bills to pay and team to pay and kids to feed and all of those things, like that is terrifying. And my ego was like, fold, go like sell something else quick, go do this, go do that. And and I had to keep coming back to no, that is my nervous system feeling dysregulated around the newness of this and the uncertainty of this. And intuitively, what I am getting is, is that this really isn't an uncertain choice. This is a certain choice. Us doubling down on choosing to create space is going to bring us something that is above and beyond, that blows whatever we're doing right now out of the water. And sure enough, yesterday, had a call that at the end of the call, And having a discussion about the thing that we can do from a consulting perspective for this particular client and for so many other clients like them, I was literally squealing. Like I was jumping around our room, 
like a little kid telling my husband about this. I He was like, you are so excited. And then I told, I was talking about it with our operations director and I had literal chills. And I was like, this is what it felt like when I started the Institute. And it was just this moment of my intuition being like, see, my soul being like, told you, told you. Thank you for trusting us. So knowing when you stay in it and knowing when you pivot is something that can prevent a lot of pain in your business. And a lot of us have past painful experiences, have trauma around how we know if we should stay in something if we should double down, we should wait a little longer, or if we should shift, if we should change. And honestly, what I have seen in most entrepreneurs who are like, I can't, like my business is just not successful. I can't seem to get momentum is they're, they're folding too fast. They're folding too fast. They're shifting too fast. They're deciding things aren't working too quickly. And we negate time. So being able to know, okay, do I need to just double down and keep doing what I'm doing? Because it's going to work. I just need to give it more time. Or do I need to completely like scrap this and try something new? Or do I just need to make a tiny tweak? Being able to know if you're holding them, folding them, or like asking for a different card, right? (laughs) Handing the dealer two cards back and getting two more and seeing what happens. Knowing what you need to do there, that is a way to prevent a lot of harm in your business, both to clients and to yourself and to your audience. Because if you keep shifting things around, you keep opening things and closing things and opening things and closing things. There's nothing wrong with that. I've done that. And it needs to be coming from a regulated place because if it's not, your audience is going to get whiplash. Your clients are going to be like, okay, can I trust her? So number four, I think a lot of people that like we discount this. Your business should be fun. Now, I'm not saying it should be sunshine and roses all the time. And Most of us start businesses because we were in jobs where someone else told us what to do and we didn't like that. So if you are starting a business, you're in a business and you're not having fun, congratulations, your boss is not the best boss. (laughs) And by the way, your boss is you. I'm being silly and also serious because the thing of it is, is like, I want to work for a boss that's like, yeah, we're going to like get stuff done. We're going to make moves. We're going to help a lot of people. We're going to have a big impact. And also we're going to have so much fun as we do this. We're going to feel passionate and inspired and excited by what we are doing. And yes, sometimes we're going to feel nervous and we're going to feel terrified and we're going to feel uncertain and we're going to feel, that's a technical term. And also, we're going to have fun. I believe I've shared with y'all on here that my word for the year, I have two words for the year, that my word for the year is, my main one is play. And it's because I want to play. I want to play with my kids. I want to play with my husband. I want to play with my friends. I want to play 
with myself doing fun things that I like. And I want to play in my business. And play is creativity. Play is approaching your business with curiosity and creativity and excitement and going, wow, I wonder what we can create here. What can we imagine? What fun can we have? And my clients know this about me. Like, I can get very serious with you. I can hold the most serious, deep, traumatic things you tell me from a place of reverence and compassion and attunement. Like, I've got you. Your serious does not scare me. Your dark and dirty and twisty and shame-filled stuff Like, I'm not blinking an eye at you. I will go there with you. Also, it is so much easier to go to those places and deal with that stuff if we're also at times having fun. So if you are not having fun in your business, that clues me into one of a few things. Number one, you have past painful experiences that have taught you that business is supposed to be hard, that business is supposed to be serious, that you're supposed to be a professional, that People will not want to do business with you if you are silly or playful at times. So you feel unsafe. You're bringing your own trauma into this experience and feeling unsafe around having fun and playing. Number two, you have already created a business that is really serious and you don't know how to infuse fun and play in it now because it's already created and you're afraid that you're going to lose customers or people aren't going to like it. And so like you're already in it and you're not sure how to get out of it. And number three, you may have created a business that serves clients who have a lot of trauma around play. So these clients or these potential clients that are coming to you may need help learning how to infuse fun and play into their businesses. And that might feel scary. You might be like, well, am I the person to help with that? Yeah, if you want to, if that feels valuable to you. So you prevent trauma and you prevent re-traumatization of both yourself and your clients when it's not all work and no play because that's not enjoyable. When there's no space for creativity or curiosity or innovation. And honestly, play involves failure too. Going back to last week, play involves failure. How many times do you play and try something and like, you're like, well, that didn't work. And if you've got trauma around failure or your clients have trauma around failure, play is going to feel scary because they're going to be like, wait, you want me to just like go try something? You want me to go be creative? You want me to create just to create? Yeah. So knowing how to hold people in that, including yourself, is huge and will really help your business. And the number five is Knowing how to repair a rupture. So a rupture is where there is a break in the connection between you and another human or between another human and you. So ruptures can happen without another human ever knowing, right? Like I could hurt or harm someone and someone else could never tell me that. That rupture still occurred. The other piece is, is that ruptures are about perceived harm not actual harm. So ruptures in relationships or in business relationships 
you know, between you and an employee, you and a client, you and a potential client, you and a colleague, you and your boss, two of your group members, one of your support coaches and a client. Ruptures in between people are not about what happened as much as they are about how everyone feels about what happened. Say that again. Ruptures are not as much about what actually happened and they are about how everyone feels about what happened. So one of the ways that you can really decrease the amount of harm that continues on after the rupture, right? Because ruptures are going to happen. You know, misunderstandings are going to happen. Disagreements are going to happen. We're going to feel hurt and harmed by other people. It happens all the time in our business. We have ruptures all the time. And and I, I like to say that to people because I think people think, oh, like, you know, you run a business based on psychological safety and being trauma-informed. Like, you're, you probably don't ever have problems or ruptures. Yeah, we do. Sarah, our ops director, and I had a conversation last week. And here's the thing. Sarah and I are like, we are more than colleagues. <laughs> she's my ride or die. She's one of my best friends. We She's been supporting us at the Institute for like the better part of three years. Not even the Institute. She supported me before the Institute came into existence. She's part of the reason the Institute exists. And I was like, hey, I kind of feel like I caused a rupture here. And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. What do we do? And she was like, here's what I need. Here's how I'm feeling. I was like, great. Here's what I need. Here's how I'm feeling. And we actually have Probably many ruptures are like many just things, misunderstandings, miscommunications, things like that on a frequent basis. And they don't dysregulate us and they don't, we don't make them mean anything other than, hey, this is a chance for us to clarify. This is a chance for us to reset the container. I want to hear how you're feeling. How are, how are you feeling? Okay, let me share how I'm feeling. How do we both want to feel? Okay, how do we do that? How do we get back to mutual beneficial relating with one another. I do the same thing with my husband, same thing with my kids. So it's not about trying to avoid ruptures. It's yes, we want to be preventative and we don't want to cause harm. That's unnecessary. That's why we talked about the first four things. And harm is inevitably going to be perceived by someone at some point. So knowing how to handle that, knowing how to feel your own feelings and not act from a dysregulated state or a triggered state, knowing how to co-regulate with the other human who is also, or humans who are in this situation with you, knowing how to move through the rupture and repair it prevents residual trauma and honestly can also be healing. And we've had this conversation. We've had several people come to work for us at the Institute that they're like, man, this is such a weird experience because I was terrified to tell you I made this mistake. And y'all just like, we're like, okay, how are you going to fix it? Do you need help? What do you need from me? Or, oh yeah, you know what? I think you actually made that mistake because we didn't clarify. So like, that's more of a bad on us, not you. So what do you need? They're like, you just, you don't shame us for making a mistake. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm not going to shame you for making a mistake because I don't want you to shame me for making a mistake. I don't want any of us shaming each other for making mistakes because we're human and that's going to happen. 
I also, as a CEO, do not want to encourage anyone in my organization to hide a mistake. I would so much rather them be like, I messed up. Here's how. This is what I've already done to try to fix it, and I need help. Like, it is so much easier to clean up that mess, to fix that problem, than it is if somebody hides it. And by the way, you can create ruptures with yourself. If you're like, well, Lee, I don't have a team or I don't have clients yet. You can create ruptures within yourself. You think you can't create a rupture between your current self and your future self? Where your future self is like, I am so mad at my former self because I hid this for myself or I didn't look at this or I didn't do that. You can cause ruptures with yourself. And by the way, the same way you handle ruptures with other people, you handle ruptures with yourself. Compassion feeling our feelings, figuring out what feelings we want to feel moving forward, seeing what unmet needs were there, and making a plan. So that's another thing that we teach in our spaces. And honestly, I think it's the skill that people are least expecting to learn. They're like, oh, we're going to talk about that. Like, it's, it's not something that a lot of containers talk about, business containers. And also, It's the one thing I would say that people come back the most who have gone through any of our business offerings and they're like, man, learning that has fundamentally changed how I show up in my business. And I have such an easier time getting clients and supporting clients and navigating through arguments and not even starting arguments sometimes, not hiding from arguments, owning my mistakes. Being in community and connection with other people because I know when the rupture happens, I can handle it. And if I'm struggling, I can come back and talk to y'all because I'm in your space and so you will help me. Like that feedback is some of the best feedback we get. And I'm going to end with this. We recently brought a new team member on and I was sharing on social media how excited I am that we're growing and and shifting and like our business is becoming both simpler and more sophisticated at the same time, which is cool. And I was, I don't remember exactly what I said in the post, but this new team member commented below and was like, you know, it has been the coolest thing to come in as a student, learn from the Institute, hear what you are teaching And then to come in as a contractor, as a collaborator, support y'all, see the back inside of your business and see that it looks exactly like what you teach. That the human that, and and specifically, she said this about me, and this is very hard for me to share, just owning that my, my humility button is like getting pushed right now. She said, Lee, you are the human I hoped you would be on the back end. And I was like, that was the best compliment ever. And I'm sharing that with y'all because my other word for the year is integrity. You know, like, are you showing up in a way that you want to, that you've committed to? And this is so important because (laughs) if you are intentional about how you want to show up, and you do the work to create a trauma-informed business, and then you actually show up in that way, in a trauma-informed and psychologically safe way, you are a rare gem. And also, people will freaking love working with you and for you and beside you. 
because they're like, I know what to expect. I know that I'm going to be safe and supported here. And I know that if at any point I don't feel that way, I can say something. I know that even if I don't feel safe or I don't feel supported, I am safe enough to say that. And that is huge. So if you've listened to all this, you're like, oh my goodness, yes, please. I need all, all of it. The Mini Minds open for enrollment. We are going to take 20 humans this round and 20 humans only as we create this new structure that we're doing. There's going to be a pod of people who are newer in business and a pod of people who have existing, well-established businesses um, who are like, oh, the stuff that we've created could feel better. So whether you're a brand new baby biz owner starting your business today or you want to start it with us or you're an established business owner and you're like, man, I really would like to infuse these trauma-informed practices into my business so that it feels better. You belong. There's a space for you. So you can head to the show notes to get more information and I'm going to be bringing you some more business content over the next two, three weeks as we launch this. And I love you all. And I send you just invitations to really create entrepreneurship for yourself in a way that feels good because it feels good and you deserve to feel good. So love you all. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Invitation to head to our show notes to check out the offers and connections we mentioned, or you can just head straight over to instituteforTrauma.com and hop in our email list so that you never miss any of the cool things that we're doing over at the Institute. Invitation to be well and to take care of yourself this week, and we'll see you next time.